Hello and welcome to episode 40 of North Point Plus. We are in our midlife crisis as a podcast. That's right. <laughs> We're going to start buying Corvettes and <laughs> we need to buy a boat. Yeah, <laughs> a boat. We'll do that. Perfect. Uh, for those that uh, are unfamiliar, this is our follow-up podcast. So every week we do this podcast. We come out on Tuesdays. Um, on Sundays we gather together. We do church as a family unit. Uh, we worship together. We do life together. Uh, hopefully you're plugged into a, a life group and doing doing life together in that as well. And this podcast is just a way for us to keep that going, yep. keep relationship going. Um, you submit questions. We talk about stuff. We dive a little bit deeper into the word, into the message that we talked about on Sunday. So that's a ton of fun. Um, and before we get to the message, there's a housekeeping question that is not related to the message, but that I want to get to because I, I love when people submit questions that have nothing to do with, with what we talked about. It's kind of, it's kind of wide open. This is <laughs> Q&A. With yeah. You can really submit anything you want. Um, but this, I think, is a good question because there's so many things that we just normally do on Sunday mornings. Like we always do this. We always sing songs. We always, one of the things they talked about is we always talk about giving. We always talk about finances and things like that. So this is a question that I think gives us a moment to just kind of pause and reflect yeah. of why do we do the things that are so normal for us at North Point from week to week? So we got a question that came in. Why is the need to support our church financially mentioned every week? I understand the word of tithe. I was brought, uh, this person says, I was brought up by scripture that you're not supposed to bring up money to support the church. So Rick, why is it week in and week out, every time we're on stage, someone talks about giving? Are we that desperate? Is that what we're saying? First of all, <laughs> we're not desperate. Right. Um, uh, we serve a God that has all the resources in the world. Hmm. And that even when financially things look... Um, like they're a challenge and stuff's going on that's yep. a challenge, God stills in control and He proves Himself faithful over and over and over again. Yep. Um, we have a we our staff does a great job at um, at being wise in terms of how we spend money. Um, we've spent a lot of money in the last two years with COVID for equipment, equipment yeah. replacement to try and be able to do stuff like this in a way that that is good. Um, our buildings now getting close to 25 years old, yep. um, our auditorium. And so um, I don't know if you've noticed, but <laughs> <clears throat> we're still having challenges with lights. Hopefully that's going to get fixed in the next few weeks. And that's we thought at one point in time that that was going to cost tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. And um, we found a way, I think, to to do the fix that's going to be much more reasonable. But um, the, the reason why we talk about it is the reason that we gather um, every week to dive into God's word. Yeah. We need we need to continually together encourage each other uh, to walk the walk to uh, to to live out our faith in real practical terms. Yeah. And um and it's just a, it's I think it's a really good reminder for us for me that everything that we have comes from God hmm. and that we give back to him on a consistent basis. It's yeah. so easy to think um yeah, I love God, I want to serve him. But my money is my money, and um, and it's <laughs> yeah. not. It, uh, everything that we have comes from God, mm. and so um, knowing that on any given week, probably a third or more of North Point is not in the auditorium because they're traveling sick, whatever. Yep. Um, we offer that opportunity every week. We could we could do it and not talk about it, and and I'm convinced that God would. Uh, you know, we'd adjust to that, yeah. but I think there's something really he healthy yeah. and helpful 
as we um, as we just bring that up to people as a reminder. Yeah. And um, uh, in ter- in terms of the person who wrote in, man, if they're tithing, that's great. That's a wonderful thing. That's not everybody. And so um, being challenged every week to take a step in that, to yep. go from maybe giving nothing to giving 5 or $10 or to go from $25 to 50 or a hundred dollars, um, that, uh, to, to go from, you know, one or 2% to six or eight or 10%. Right. That's, um, that only happens when you're challenged to do that. Mm. Um, I think on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I think hopefully what people understand is being communicated is the way I've always thought about it, and, and we've talked about this as a team, is words communicate, language right. communicates. Words matter. And so the way that we say things and the words that we use to say things matter. And so one of the things that we are always very intentional with when we're talking about giving is that giving is worship. Right. And so we do this every week, just like we sing songs every week. Like there's a reason that we sing is because that is a way of worshiping God. And we never want to disconnect anything in our lives from worship, especially finances. Yeah. And that tends to be the default in American living is God can have everything except my wallet. <laughs> so for us to communicate every week and say, hey, we're going to continue worshiping through our giving, that's intentional that we say that because right. giving is an opportunity for us to worship. And we have the ability to look at that and be like, well, it's not really worship. It's just like, I'm just signing a check or I'm just giving cash. But like, like pay my dues. Right. I'm just checking the box. Um, and so for us to pause every Sunday and hopefully, hopefully, and I don't, I don't think this person thinks this, hopefully it doesn't come across that we're like poking, <laughs> prodding right. people and saying like, you better give. But it's just an opportunity to worship. Like you yeah. said, if it's if it's a dollar a week, great. That's a dollar a week that you weren't giving before. That's a dollar that goes towards worship, towards God, to trust that he will build his kingdom, he will continue to provide. And so that's, for me, that's why we do that. It's a way to worship. I, I appreciate so much what you said this morning. Um, mm. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, we're, we're recording. recording. on Sunday <laughs> afternoon instead of on Monday. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate what you said mm. um, in that, like for me, I, it's probably been... I don't know, six or seven years ago since I went to um, electronic giving. And yeah. so um, bank sends a check to the church every week, all the time. Yep. Um, actually, I think it's the, they send it once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's different than 30 years ago when I was physically right. writing a check and I'd come home from church on Sunday afternoon and think, oh, man, <laughs> there's the check in my pocket. I forgot to put it in because I was <laughs> thinking about something else. Um but it's set up electronically. I review that periodically mm-hmm. to say, okay, God, how have you blessed us? And it, um, is it time for, uh, d- are we able to respond and sure. to give more? Um, but um, it's easy to not think about it because that's what we do. I, I don't think about whether my mortgage is paid. Right. Because it's set up electronically to do it. I, you know, right. You that's that most things. Netflix, Disney Plus, right. <laughs> cable, phone bill. Yeah. Taken out. Um, but... There's something that's really helpful in terms of, like this morning, I was just thinking, God, I'm so grateful that we have the ability to give mm. and um, and that we can be a part of the kingdom, not just at North Point, but around the world yeah. uh, with what we give. Yeah. Yeah. So great question. I, I think yeah. it's good to just every now and then just dive into those things that are so normal for us, but right. there really is a reason behind it. It's not just yeah. a, we're not just trying to get more money. 
That's right. Trusting God with that. Okay. Let me just say one more thing about money, just because we can. <laughs> um, there, understand, know that there are things that, um, in terms of ministry, that we're limited by because of our financial resources that we have. Hmm. We, we need to be good stewards. Um, I, you know, Jake and I just came back from Kenya and looking at an opportunity there, and our ability to help um, the work of the kingdom in Kenya is going to be defined by whether we have the financial resources to be able to do it. Mm. Um, or we're not just going to write a check that we can't pay. That right. doesn't do anybody any good. So our generosity as we give, um, our responsiveness to the leading of the Holy Spirit, it directly impacts what we as a church can do. Yeah. And and for that reason, I really... It's funny because I, I think in, in the last 10 years, I've come from being uh, a little hesitant to talk about money to to being able to talk about it without without any kind of anxiety or sweaty armpits or anything. Yeah. Um, be, because it really is, um, it's an opportunity to to impact eternity mm. through the resources that we have. Yeah. Amen. Okay. And Great. End of that. Now, yes. <laughs> uh, we are just starting off our new series on Colossians. Yeah. So Chris kicked it off last week, did a great job talking through those intro verses. Um, so we're picking up today right where we left off. Yeah. Colossians 1, you preached through uh, 9 through 14. Yep. What do we talk about today? What's the big What's the big takeaway from, yeah, from the, your message? The, the big thing, what do, you, what do you want people to know? What do you, And yeah. why do you want them to know it? it? For me, in looking at that particular passage, it really was shaped in this whole idea of, of what are you known for? Um, mm. what, what are you characterized by? Yeah. And, and how, do, how does that get lived out? Paul says, man, we're praying for you, praying that you'd know the, the will of God. And that would be expressed in living a life worthy of the Lord mm. and, pleasing him, and pleasing to him. That, that, to me, that's the heart of that passage. And, and that's the calling that we have, to live a life that's worthy of the Lord. Mm. Um, so what's that mean? That it means that that gets flushed out in, in terms of how we live and walk and um, in our endurance, in our patience, mm. in, um, in, the, in living with the power of God. And we just kind of explored, went through that, and um, yeah. kind of landed. I, I, I used two illustrations um, through the message. The one is about a guy who made a mistake and his... His career was character. His name, his nickname, was characterized <laughs> by the mistake that he made. Yeah. But then the other, the other illustration was, you know what? In our nature, as children of God, as as um, joint heirs with Jesus, as mm. you know, as sons sons and daughters of God, there are things that we do and things that we don't do. Mm. Sheep don't wallow. And so, yeah. uh, um, just I'm just introducing sheep don't wallow to say <laughs> stickers, t-shirts. I'm re- I'm ready to rock with sheep don't wallow. Uh, it's it is a good reminder. Somebody came up to me after service and said, "Okay, I got a sticker that says don't cuddle the panda. I need another sticker that says sheep don't wallow." Sticker makers, get on that. <laughs> and if you're if you're watching the podcast without having participated in the service. Go watch the message, and that'll make sense. It'll make sense. You'll get, you'll get there. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great it's a great message, and this is where as we as we progress through these coming weeks, you'll start to see a lot of repeated themes yeah. that come up in Scripture, and that's one of the things that I I read through the Book of Colossians and was thinking, gosh, like it's so cool to notice how many times Paul just says essentially be thankful. Right. A Christian is thankful. A Jesus follower is thankful. You are abounding yeah. in thanksgiving. Um, and I love that you pointed out in the message that that's, 
That's a symptom, basically, of yeah. someone that's following Jesus. It's not yeah. something that you just like grit your teeth and I will be more <laughs> thankful. <laughs> Got to be more thankful. <laughs> but that's just, and again, connecting that to our giving, like that comes out of the overflow of what Jesus is doing in your life. That, yeah. that natural abounding thankfulness because of what God's done. It's interesting to me that in that passage, the the phraseology that that Paul uses is joyful thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yep. It's possible to be thankful. Um, th- th- um, so, so we gave a graduation gift mm. to our niece. Yeah, she wrote a nice note back that said, "Uncle Deb, Uncle, Uncle Rick, and Deb, <laughs> what? A, <laughs> yeah, my brain." Um, anyway, she said, "Thanks so much for the gift. I'm going to use it for college. All that kind yeah. of stuff." It was a nice thank you note. Yeah. There's a difference between a thank you note that just expresses gratitude and and someone who's just overwhelmed that says, mm. "Oh man. Yeah. This is just the most incredible thing." It's uh, and you can tell it's just lit up their yeah. life in a in a really cool way. Yeah. That Genuine. joyful thanksgiving that we have yeah. to God. Yeah. For Love who it. Is. That's great. Um so a big piece uh, of what you were talking about in the message is God's will. Yeah. Which uh, and and so one of the main takeaways that you had, one of the points was, uh, it's more important to discern and walk in God's general will yep. than to try to determine what God's specific will is for our lives. And so one of the questions was, if we're walking in God's general will, what's what are the tips or best practices for how we find out what God's specific will is for us? So maybe before we dive into this, maybe it's worth good. What what's God's general will, and what do we mean by specific yeah. will? Yeah, God's general will has to do with our relationship with Him mm. and God's desire that we that we be in relationship with Him. Yeah. Um, not just that we're saved. Yep. But that yep. we have a relationship with Him and that that Jesus is Lord of our lives. So that we give control over our money, o- over our time, over our talent, over yeah. our interest, all those things, that we give that all up to God and say, God, however you, whatever you want to do with my life, you do it because you're in charge. Um, that God's general will is, is that, 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 our, that we wouldn't be conformed to the world, that we wouldn't look like the world, but that we'd be transformed by the, by the renewing of our minds. Hmm. Um, and, the, and in that, that we would know God's will. It, it, it really is when we're in right relationship with God, everything falls into place. Hmm. It doesn't mean everything's good. Right. But it means everything has perspective. And so God's general will is that that we would be in relationship with him, that we would know him, that we would experience salvation, forgiveness, yeah. all of those things. Um, that we would that the Holy Spirit would be living in us, guiding us, all that stuff. That's God's general will yep. for all of us, for all of mankind, I believe. Yeah. Um, his specific will is what we try and pursue in any given avenue. And and before we jump into the really kind of the center of the question, yeah, um, I'm glad that we can talk about this because you, maybe you can help me clarify this even <laughs> even better. I'm convinced that we spend more time worrying about God's specific will than God's general will. A thousand I, percent. Yeah, that, those are the questions people ask. Yeah, 
how, how do I know if it's God's will? I quit my job. How do yeah. I know if it's what God's college will, should I go to? What, what college should I? Yeah. All of those questions. We're we're we we have in our minds this sense that God has this path on our life, and if we step out of His will, we're going to blow up that plan that He has for our life, yeah. and and that we'll we'll live our entire life off off the path, uh, yeah. off base. And I, I just don't think that that's that that's yeah. the heart of what God wants and who we are. I think that God allows us lots and lots of free choice on all kinds of things and that he teaches us no matter what choices that we make. Mm-hmm. He walks with us no matter what choices we make. Yep. Um, but we spend an awful lot of time saying, okay, how do I know that? Yeah. So now, having said that... <laughs> how do I know that? <laughs> how, do I, how, do, how, do I, how do I figure out? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that, that you do is you go back to Romans 12 in terms of your mind being renewed yeah. um, uh, and and being transformed, not conformed to the world. So so you know Scripture, you build a great foundation of Scripture to be able to know both what the Bible says and you're able to discern what principles apply on a particular in a particular area when you're ser- searching for God's specific will. Yeah. So you, if you're trying to figure out what college to go to, um, I think that, you look at all of scripture and say, okay, how do I make that choice? And I would say, I would say a, a, a part of that process is to say, is to recognize I need to be connected to the body of Christ. Mm. So if I'm going to choose a college, I need to choose a college that allows me, that, that offers an opportunity for me that encourages me to be connected to a body of Christ at that college or in that vicinity where I can really dig in and be yep. a part of the body. Yep. Um, I, I think that's, that would be a question that would, uh, that would go along with that. Um, I, so I think you look at all scripture, say, what are the principles that apply in, in a particular area? Um, I, that's, that's, that's the place to start. Yeah. I think um, to bathe it in prayer and mm-hmm. to, and to, not just tell God what you want, but to really listen, <laughs> right? To um, to be quiet and listen, yeah. And then I think that there that a part of that process is to have people in your life who are godly people who are wise and understanding, who can also ask great questions and give yep. you feedback to say, mm, I don't think that's a great idea, or I think that's a great idea, yeah. And then to to ultimately recognize that on some things it really is, um. I think that it really is. God cares about everything, but it's it's like God would say, you know, if you choose blue, blue's good. If you choose right. red, <laughs> red's good too. Uh, you know, certain stuff will happen if you choose blue. Certain stuff will happen if you right. choose red. I'm going to be with you through the process. Yep, not a big deal. Yep. Um, we tend to think, oh, it re- yes, God, it really is a big deal if I stay in this job or if <laughs> right. I quit my job or whatever. Yep. But. But I think, again, if you go back to the big picture and if we're walking in a relationship with him, God's saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. Yep. And, and I'm going to teach you things. If you stay in the job when it's hard, when it's bad, I'm yep. going to teach you things there. Um, and if you leave, I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to teach you things in, in your new path. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm, I, it's funny, as, as I'm talking, <laughs> I think it's story time with Uncle Rick. Here we um, go. <laughs> the... Um, back when I was in high school, I played football and um, grew up in a great family, godly parents. It was I was probably somewhat sheltered in a healthy way mm-hmm. from lots of bad stuff in the world. Sure. On the football field, um, my offensive lineman coach was um, 
he said words I'd never heard before. <laughs> and he said them with tone that I had never experienced with real before. gusto. <laughs> uh, um, and, and after my sophomore year, I just thought, you know what? I've had enough of this. I don't need it. It's not, it's not good for me. Yeah. And I was ready to quit football. And um, one of the guys on the football team called me and said, hey, where are you? Why aren't you at summer practice? Um, uh, the, before summer practice really started, but conditioning stuff. Yep. And I said, I don't think I'm going to play. And he said, he said, oh, man, you're going to start this year. It's going to be the greatest thing in the world. Mm. Uh, you'd be right beside me, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and I, I, um, I finally thought, you know what? I've been playing football for five years. Uh, let's go ahead and play my junior year see what mm. happens and and i played and there was an impact from playing because i was surrounded by people who did not um have a particularly godly viewpoint yeah. and those coaches made things really really hard mm. but um i got a lifetime of sermon illustrations <laughs> out of playing football my junior and senior year and i mean that i yeah. got god taught me all kinds of things through those two years yep. of playing would it have been the would it have been God's will for me to not play? I th I think so. Would it have was it God's will for me to go ahead and play? I th I don't know if that was His will, but He certainly taught me a ton through there. Yeah. So um, I I do think on the back end of Scripture and prayer and godly counsel, yep. um, there is some reality to say. Um, in, in any particular thing. You know what? As soon as you choose your wife, as soon as you say, I do, it's God's will for you to be married to her. Yep. Um, th th that's not going to change. That's God's will for you. Right. Um, if, if you choose to stay in a job that's incredibly difficult, um, God's going to be with you in that. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he's going to teach you things through that process. Yep. Yeah. I think the, oh, I'm trying to remember the specific wording. There was a pastor that I uh, listened to that, um, put it really well that we, in, in looking for clarity on God's um, specific will, it's almost like we are looking for permission or an excuse in case we fail in that yeah. thing. So that, you know, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm, if I'm taking a job, then if the job doesn't go well, I'll be like, well, it's like, God's, <laughs> God's fault, not mine. Like I, it, God told me to take the job or if I go to college and I, you know, fail out of my major, I have to change my major and go through or, or even in marriage, like marriages come yeah. on hardships and we think, well, God told me to marry this person. Like it's God's fault that the marriage is broken. <laughs> no. And so that I, I, I think is an interesting component that I, I see myself falling into all the yeah. time of trying like, am I really, does it really matter if I get full clarity on this or am I just looking right. for some sort of excuse to fall back on that if it doesn't go well, then I can blame God for it. And and in the illustration I used in the message, there are lots of times that that we say we're convinced that it's God's will for us to do X, Y, Z, when really we've already made the decision. Yeah. And and what we're hoping for is God's blessing on that. Yes. Um and and we can say it's God's will and try and convince ourselves yeah. that we're doing the right thing when probably somewhere in our gut we know it's not the right thing. Right. Yeah. And I think the an interesting and this is not um, this is not like a the blanket statement of this is always how God's will works. I think seeking out wise counsel is very important because is it true that God is just only telling you 
what he wants you to right. do, or is he going to reveal that to someone else? And so the example that we talked about this months and months and months ago um, about people feeling called into a pastoral position right. and that or called to go to another church. And they said, well, God's telling me to go to another church. And they said, well, God didn't tell me, <laughs> yeah. and I'm your pastor. Yeah. So that there was a misfiring communication there. So that, yeah. that's an interesting thing, whether it's college or a job or marriage or whatever. Is God speaking that to someone else that you can then go to and say, hey, Rick, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, I've got these two job opportunities, and they both seem like great jobs. Let me run yeah. through some scenarios and then bounce off an idea. And then am I humble enough to allow that person to disagree with my preference. So the I, I like the example that you used in the message of, you know, the, I, God told me to take this job, but it means less time with my family, less time with my kids, less time with my wife, more hours. Uh, I can't do life group and I can't go to church on Sundays. <laughs> well, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe God did call you to that. Maybe. It's possible. It but, consistent. Yeah. And, and this is where I wanted to land is, uh, for me, I think when I'm seeking God's specific will in something, you find that in God's general will. Right. So if I'm in the umbrella of God's general will, which um, if, if people need a good book recommendation, if you're like me and you like a good book, Jen Wilkin has a really good book. It's actually just the intro of the book that's really good. <laughs> the intro is better than the rest of her book. But she deals with this question of how do I know God's will for my life and that we often picture God like this secretive parent that, you know, I have a will, but you're never going to know what it is. <laughs> and like, no, if you may if, discover it <laughs> secretly right. later, if we really believe that God is a good father, like we sang yeah. this Sunday, that God's a good, good father, then he's not going to have this like secret will that, oh, you didn't go to the, you didn't go to the right college. So now you've missed out on this blessing and this blessing and this blessing. Um, and so she lands that introduction to say, God's will for your life is that you look like Christ. Yes. And so when you're walking in Christ, in faith, when you're walking in a man manner worthy of that, yeah. then God will use that to make you look more like Him. That's God's general desire. That's that's what that's what Romans is talking about. About being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you're being transformed into someone that looks more like Jesus, yes. and that's God's general will for your life. So within that. Whether you're drinking Pepsi or Coke, whether you're red or blue, or you go to Michigan or the Ohio State, the Ohio State <laughs> University doesn't matter, and maybe it does matter. But I think there's those are aspects where God's word will speak. God will speak through prayer. God will speak through the people around you, or maybe it is something where it's like I don't just drink Pepsi. <laughs> like who cares? Just drink yeah. Pepsi. Let Let me say one last thing. Just as as we've been talking about this, I've thought, and this is a great way to. Uh, just have this conversation mm. that doesn't always fit well in a message. Um, having people who um, who are wise that can that can help you process stuff. Yeah, it's really important to have those people who are godly people, and to have them um, to find people who will ask hard questions and not just simply agree with you. Right. Most of the time we say, oh, yeah, I, I talked to my advisors and they agreed with me. Um, well, maybe you didn't give them a chance to ask any questions. Right. Maybe you didn't give them a chance to talk. And, um, and so you walked away with the, with, the, with the impression that they were on page with you, mm. but they may have real serious questions in their gut and yeah. they just didn't get a chance to express them or you didn't hear them. Mm. And so... 
it is, you know, when Scripture talks about having people, iron sharpening iron, Mm. having people who can have those conversations with you, that's not easy because that means that somebody's going to challenge us in the way that we think and and the way that we're processing stuff, but it's so, so important. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Great question. Thanks for submitting that. All right, last question. This is an interesting one. Yeah. This deals with one specific word. (laughs) Yes. In uh, verse 12, in Colossians 1, verse 12, what is the inheritance that is talked about? So to, to bring everyone up to speed, uh, you walked through Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And verse 12 says, um, uh, verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance, patience with joy. Verse 12, giving thank- thanks to the Father who has qualified you, which you pointed out is really interesting, qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Rick, what is that inheritance? Are we are we waiting for the big blank check from God? Is that is that what we're waiting for? Uh, um, I think the inheritance is twofold. Um, one, well, let's let's just talk big picture again, kind of like the general will of God. Mm. The inheritance that we have that God has qualified us for is to be in relationship with Him for eternity. Mm. That's the big inheritance. That's yep. when when God writes His last will and testament, yeah. and says, um, "If you give me complete control mm. of your life on earth, you're going to be in my presence for eternity." Mm. That's that's a really cool thing. Um, our inheritance is defined that way yeah. by by our eternal relationship with him. But I think that there's also an aspect of the inheritance that comes in the short term in terms mm. of what life looks like for us now. Sure. Um, that the inheritance that we have is um, to be forgiven, and it is to be able to forgive others. That it mm. is that a part of the inheritance is that we have the ability when everything is a mess to have that that incredible endurance and patience hmm. and joyful thanksgiving that that's there in the past in the passage all of those things are part of of what we inherit through Jesus because he changes us and changes and makes us look different from the world makes us think different from the world hmm. yeah i think it's so interesting in in, in diving into this question of uh, what's our inheritance i, I think we not intentionally maybe intentionally or unintentionally we we end up devaluing what an amazing gift it is just to be saved. Right. <laughs> like we hear, we ask the question of what's our inheritance? And we're like, well, it's your relationship with God. And it's kind of like, oh. Well, that's all? <laughs> that's it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's amazing. Right. What an amazing thing that you have a relationship with God. Um, and that's why I, I love that the the context that comes before this is that you were qualified with for this inheritance. So you did not qualify on your own before, yeah. <laughs> before Jesus you did not qualify. You did not meet the bar, the standard for this inheritance. But because of God's love for you, he went, like you said it in your message, God did all the work yeah. and qualified you. And now you're guaranteed this inheritance yeah. through a relationship with him. Like that's an amazing thing that we're like ho-hum about. Like, oh, I was hoping for something more. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, that, like you said, I think there is more. Right. But even if that was it, right. that in and of itself is an amazing thing. Yeah. And, and I think it's helpful for us in, um, again, con- contextualization, um, the, ch- the letter that Paul writes to the Colossians in large part deals with the recognition that there are Gentile believers there, mm. that they're not just Jews. And so there would have been in their, um, in their minds, particularly for the Gentile believers, 
this sense that for what a thousand years um, more than that, um, God had had God had um, well a thousand years since David, but mm. uh, probably another thousand years before that, God makes this promise with Abraham. Yeah, it says you're going to be my children. You will be my my uh, inheritors. Yep. you're going to have this relationship, and um, and that changes with Jesus. When when mm. Peter has the vision and, and God uh, God changes and says no this salvation is not just for the Jews it's for everybody mm. so when they would have read um, I qualified you for this inheritance yeah what God was saying was yeah I made this promise with Abraham but you're included in it because I'm the one who includes you yeah I'm I'm the one who bring who grafts you in Paul yeah. uses that language yep. in other places in Scripture that I bring you into the into the body of Christ um, yeah. in 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 such a cool way love that yeah that's great um, that's all the questions we have is there anything else that uh, you wanted to to touch on or to leave people with from uh, Colossians one nine through fourteen don't wallow sheep don't wallow sheep don't wallow I, um, the uh, no, I I I think it's it's as I process this particular passage, um, I just love reading Paul because, uh, like I noticed when I was running through the message, if I read really quickly, it becomes a little bit like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> wah, yep. wah, 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 you know, you just read and and the words just kind of pile on top of each other. Yeah, but part of what I tried to do today was to was to just work through the logical progression of what Paul is communicating to yeah. say man we're so thrilled with with what God is doing in you and in your church yeah and so there's this and this and that this sets the stage for this it sets the stage mm-hmm. for this it sets the stage for this knowing and understanding the will uh, of God um, it, and God's will is that we would live a life worthy, yeah. and that when we do that, that has um, that has evidence that shows up in our life. And then when he gets to the end of that and says, "Man, just don't miss mm. that you've been rescued, that you've yeah. been redeemed, um, and mm. that that you're different as a result of that. Yeah. You're you are no longer wrong way, Marshall." <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's that's really and that's what I'm noticing as I read through Colossians, is Paul will kind of put out these like things that he wants you to notice, these these false gospels, these false truths, right. and he will put it out kind of as a snippet and then spends the rest of his time talking about, we don't really need to address that because of the truth that you know, that you were rescued for a reason, that you have abounding thanks, joyful thanksgiving, abounding yeah. in thanksgiving, and all these things. And so Paul does that throughout Colossians of just like, this is yeah. this dumb thing. Like, don't even worry about that because of what Jesus has done. I think it's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool and, pattern. And that's the teaser for this next week, yeah. which is really about the role of Jesus. Yeah. Wow, man, I'm so excited. Yeah. I love this book. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for recording on a Sunday. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) good stuff. Uh, Thanks for submitting questions. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to do all the good social media stuff. Like the video. Share it with your friends and family. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us there. And we will see you next week. 